Hey everyone, welcome to 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. 41 Strong Podcast is a podcast that delivers encouraging scriptures and stories to help you hold on and stand strong. So for more information about 41 Strong or what is the deal with the number 41, you can go to my website, chuckytate.com, chuckytate.com. All right, today is episode 108, and my guest is Diane Studer. She is the founder of an organization called Souls for Jesus. That's S-O-L-E-S, as in shoes. So, Diane, welcome to 41 Strong. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, Chuck. Hi. Thanks so much for having me today, and I'm, I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, we're great. To, um, I mean, we are we are um, privileged to, to have you with us. In fact, I know I, I spoke with you just a, a couple months ago for an interview with North Central Magazine as we both attended North Central. And I knew then when I heard your story that we needed to have you on the podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into Souls for Jesus. Okay, well, yeah, as you shared, my name is Diane Studer. I'm so grateful for the connection that we had through NCU, and I appreciate you covering that story. Um, my husband and I actually met there as well. We've been married for 23 years. Um, we are busy with two teenage kids that are um, over-involved in sports and life, as many as our kids are these days. And I also am the founder and director of Souls for Jesus. And um, that definitely keeps me busy more than full-time um, with the ministry. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm into these days. Well, why don't you explain to our listeners and our viewers today um, what exactly is Souls for Jesus, and then, and then we'll unpack how it all began. Sure, really. Well, my Souls for Jesus story starts um, nine years ago. It was in the fall of 2009 when I went on a mission trip with my church to Ethiopia, Africa. And um, I really was expecting to go on that trip and to come back home and live life as normal, which at that time our kids were five and seven. I would say I was just your regular neighborhood soccer mom, you know, involved in church and loving life. Um, but it was on that trip that the Lord really gave me a vision and a calling like I had never received before. Um, it was the second to last day. We were in a really remote village of Africa. Um, we had spent the day just playing with kids, loving on them, you know, sharing some supplies we had brought. But at the end of that day, um, the missionary invited us into his home for a time of prayer. And it turned into an incredible um, time of prayer where the Lord really moved and I actually saw a vision of the map of Africa with a fire that started in Ethiopia and it spread throughout the continent. And the Lord gave me a strategy of how um, we would use shoes as a tool in sharing the gospel and that we would send them throughout Africa and that we would wash people's feet before we gave them shoes. And I mean, the whole strategy was downloaded, even the name. Souls for, I didn't think of it. I appreciate you spelling out S-O-L-E-S because a lot of people think souls, but um, souls for Jesus, along with the verse from Matthew 5, as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. And as that whole vision and strategy just downloaded in America. I mean, it was quite an, an emotional moment, but nobody had any idea in that room what was happening. But I remember just saying to Lord in that moment, kind of like Mary did, Lord, let, let it be as you've said. If you show me what to do, I'll, 
I'll do this. And at the end of that prayer meeting, the pastor said to our group, there were only six of us on that mission team. He said, you know, the Lord has shown me that one of you is going to do something great in Africa. And I just was quiet and carried it in my heart. But that's exactly what the Lord has done since that moment. I mean, he's just miraculously opened doors as soon as we got back from that trip. We were given donated warehouse and office space, and our website went live, and we immediately started receiving shoes from across the country. I mean, this isn't, we're located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but this isn't just a Midwest thing. We continually get shoes from across the United States, and God has just really blessed it to um, the point where every six weeks we are sending out a shipment of 8,000 pairs to different countries in Africa. So to date, we've sent over 420,000 pairs of shoes, and we just continue to do that. And the shoes really are a tool in sharing the gospel. With every pair of shoes, people receive a gospel booklet printed in their language. Um, We verbally share why we wash feet, that, you know, Jesus did this for his best friends before he went to the cross. And can we just show you an example of God's love? And so, yeah, that's what we do. I love it. I, I, I love it. So, um, um, w- w- you know, what I love, well, I love everything about it, but one thing that, that impacted me, in fact, I even shared a little bit of your story in, in a sermon. We did a sermon series called Noise where we talked about mm. deafening our e- ears to the negative noise so we can lean in and hear the voice of God. And I love that you heard God's voice and that still small voice in your heart. You saw you had this, this vision while standing in Ethiopia, as you said, at a neighborhood soccer mom, you're on a missions trip, and there you were in this remote village. And just in a moment, you saw this vision of providing shoes for people throughout Africa and, and, and using it as a tool and sharing the gospel. And, and I love that God even gave you the, the, the scripture verse in that, that moment as you've done it to the least of these, you've yeah. done it un, unto Sorry. me. So can, can you, um, when, when that happened, did you were standing there and you, you, did you basically notice that everyone in the room didn't have shoes on and it just kind of hit in, in, in your heart? Did you hear a voice? Did you just kind of all of a sudden see it? Can you can you ex- explain that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. You know, God is so amazing. He's such a God of order, how he prepares you for things. I mean, even before that trip, my husband and I had been praying. We knew that something was going to happen as a result of that trip. But honestly, we thought it would be adoption. It's something we always were open to, even when we were dating and said, someday we want to do that. So the Lord had prepared our hearts. And then already day one in Africa, I had a teenage boy come up to me and put his foot next to mine to show me that our feet were almost the same. And he was asking for my shoes. He didn't have shoes. And I mean, that was day one. And I said to him, hey, if you meet me here on Friday, that's I need these shoes for this trip. But if you meet me here at the end of Friday, you'll have these shoes. And so God was planting seeds. I did notice throughout the trip that people were barefoot, but that would not have been enough for me to respond and start this ministry. It just wouldn't have. I would have given him some shoes, some teammates, but it definitely, I see God preparing me for that moment at the end where he downloaded the vision and the strategy. But amazing how God prepares the way he prepares your heart. So when it comes, you're like, okay, you know, here we go, Lord, show me how to do it. Absolutely. Well, um, I've been pastoring the same church now for a little more than 20 years. We just celebrated our, our 20 year service celebration. Oh, just congratulations. To, to, thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Just, just a couple of weeks ago, official date was May 31st, 
But one of the things that I share with my congregation is the vision to plant our church came to me in a moment, similar to the moment you had in that hut in Ethiopia. Yeah. I was in a van, and it wasn't down by the river, but I was, I was in a van when I was working for a, a ministry in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we traveled the country hosting youth conventions all throughout the United States and Canada, and we had just finished a youth convention in Toronto. We were driving back. It was um, the evangelist, would he would always stay, he would always fly, but our, we had a road team, and um, it was my turn to, to drive. It was three o'clock in the morning, and everybody in the van was sleeping. I was um, jamming to some worship, um, just had a full blast, didn't care. Everybody was just out cold, right, except for me. And in that moment, I just saw myself planning a church in Peoria, Illinois. I just knew it was something that, wow. you know, God had, you know, kind of seasoned my heart prior to that moment, a church that I attended that we modeled our church after every Sunday night when I would be in, in, in worship. I would think, man, this would be so cool, something like this in central Illinois. I didn't necessarily want to be the one to do it, but I just thought it, it would work. And it took a couple years later in the middle of the night in a van for God to say, I want you to do it. And I saw it in, the, wow. in, in that moment. So um, I just connected with, with, with your story. And now here we are. I mean, you received your vision in the fall of 2009. You get home from your trip. You share everything with your husband. And by January of 2010, you were you released the website, right? You were rolling. We were. Yeah, we actually got our stamp of approval from the government, you know, that we were official 501c3. That was in January. But I have to say, when we got back in October, our website was already up by November. We were already getting shoes the end of 2009. We were amazed. And we asked people how our first shipment came from Georgia, the second one from California. And I called the and say, how did you hear about us? Well, they, they just would find us by Googling us. And um, so we were already getting shoes immediately. It was um, just amazing once we got that website up, which took about 10 days. Um, amazing too. We have friends that are web developers. We've had so many volunteers really step in and help. So, but yeah, once the government said you guys are good in January, that's when we really felt like, okay, we can take, you know, financial donations. And that was a miracle too, because the government had just had major um, cutbacks. And we heard um, from our attorney who establishes nonprofits for a living said, this is going to take at least six months. Well, it took six weeks. And that's how it went since the beginning. We knew that God was serious about this. It was miracle after miracle from the beginning. In fact, that attorney, when we got the bill, nobody knew about Souls for Jesus. It was my husband and I that received that bill over $5,000. It's really costly to become established and to do that paperwork. But the bottom line said $0 due. And our attorney said, I can see that God is with this. She said, I'm a good Catholic schoolgirl, and I just want to donate towards this because I can see that God is serious about what you're doing. And that was another miracle. That was huge in those early days to see Man. God move and bless with his favor. Amen. Well, first the vision, then the provision, and that's exactly yes. what, what happened. In fact, you even had warehouse space donated, didn't you, in the early? We did. That is true. We, we continue to be in that space, and I am just so grateful for that. Um, that brings our overhead so low that we're mostly volunteer-led. Our space is free. Um, that's huge. Every time we load trucks, we use their forklifts. I mean, that's just a massive blessing. Awesome. Well, let me ask you, when you... Um, we're in Ethiopia, and uh, the the little boy sh showed you how big his feet was, and you told him that you would um, give him your shoes at the end of the week. Did that end up happening? Did you see him again? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I, I just love that you got a vision there, and then you, you carried it out. The book of Habakkuk, mm -hmm. chapter 2, says, write your vision down, make right. it plain, so the herald can pick plain. it up and run with it. If it takes a while, don't quit, because it will come to pass. And you went right to work when you got home. You know, one of the things that I always share, Proverbs 16.3 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. In other words, when you take your plans and you give them to God, your plans become His plans. And they begin as desires that He places in your heart anyway. And we know that God's plans don't fail. But sometimes people have this vision and they talk about it, they preach about it but they yeah. don't do the work. They don't carry yes. it out. So I just want to yes. um, commend you for coming home. And it wasn't just an emotional experience that you had on the mission field. You knew I'm supposed to do this and you've done it. So. Amen. Amen. I really believe that God works in this stepping, you know, and I would love to say that to anybody listening, if God has given you an idea or vision, you might not have all the answers. I had no idea what I was doing. I was in the world of finance before. I mean, I had young kids, but I still worked um, for a financial investment firm. So this was a whole new world to me. But if God gave you the vision, start stepping. Um, even if you don't have all the answers, even if you feel unqualified, even if it's nothing that you ever expected to do, I never imagined that I would be doing something like this. But if God has spoken something to you, start stepping. And it's up to him to open the doors. Our responsibility is just to step and get up and be willing to move and then just watch for open doors. He will bring it. But you can't just sit and keep waiting for all the answers. Just to encourage anybody in that boat um, to start stepping. Amen. And the result of the steps that you have taken is you ship about 8,000 pairs of shoes every six weeks. Is that still still correct? We do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have volunteers always coming in, groups, sports teams, church groups, businesses that come in for two-hour events, and, and they pack them up. And yeah, absolutely, that is true what you said. So, 8,000 pairs every six weeks. Wow. And to date, 420,000 pairs of shoes have been provided. That's correct. Wow. Yeah, praise God. And then also, along with 420,000 pairs, there's that many, you know, gospel booklets, too. We're just passionate about every, that's a non-negotiable to our partners in Africa. They have to share Jesus with the We don't demand anything. We don't say you must receive Jesus. But it's so important that people have a chance to hear that message of love, that Jesus loves you. And um, so that that's exciting, too, that that many gospel booklets have been given and um, many people have come to faith in Christ. And we have a great structure with the, um, we're connected with Every Home for Christ missionaries throughout Africa. So they have a great um, just system for accountability and even discipleship where each person is personally invited to be discipled and join a Christ group. Um, so that is exciting because that's that's the reason why we do this. And um, yeah, praise the Lord for that. Amen. So you, you're working right now with, with the local churches over there in 18, 18 countries in Africa, is that right? That's correct. Okay, so then when somebody receives a pair of shoes, they not, they're not only getting a pair of shoes, but like you said, they're, they're getting a, a gospel booklet where they can hear the good news about Jesus. The person that is giving them the shoes washes their feet, yeah. right? Yeah, it really is a powerful thing. I mean, I've I take teams over now every year, so I've I've been to Africa myself almost twenty times, and it's just in, incredible to see how powerful it is. There, there's something about doing what 
Jesus did that. I mean, the Holy Spirit's presence just falls. There's times that we are crying through our tears, that they are crying as we're washing their feet. I mean, I'll never forget. There's, I mean, there's so many incredible people we meet, but they're just certain ones that are forever just imprinted on your heart. And when we were washing feet in Mozambique, there was a widow named Anna who was 72 years old. And I mean, that's about my mom's age. And she was just bowing deeply and, and weeping passionately. And I, and through the help of an interpreter, I learned her story that, you know, she still works in the hot fields every day, tending to her crops. And in that day, she was receiving her first pair of shoes and her first gospel booklet. And it was so emotional for her that um, I'll never forget the words of Anna when she said, you know, only a fool would say that God does not exist. He has remembered me in my old age. And and she was not a bitter woman. She was grateful and, and she received Jesus as Savior. And I mean, it's just those moments that are, are such a blessing because that, that's why we do it. Um, not only does Anna have shoes as she works in the hot soil, but I mean, Anna also has Jesus as her Savior. And, and she's joined the discipleship group. And it's, it's just incredible to see true life change, not just because of the shoes, but when Jesus becomes Lord of your life, it's like you go from seeing in black and white to seeing in color. I mean, you see the lights go on and his love just washes over people. And, and for the missionaries, too, this is such an encouragement to them because we're putting tools in their hands. We don't just go there as Americans saying, look at us, look how great we are. We work. We put our hands in the arms of those missionaries and say, how can we support? How can we help you? And, and I mean, their, their vision is to go to villages and reach every home. But when they go to a village with shoes, like the village empties out to them. They come. People will walk for hours when they find out there's going to be free shoes because it helps kids to be able to get to school. And even in these remote villages, the kids are required to wear uniforms. And the most costly and difficult part of that uniform is the shoes. And it helps adults to be able to get to work. So, I mean, people walk for hours and they're so grateful. And it, it just helps the missionaries, too, to be able to have a captive audience to, to share the gospel with. Amen. Well, I love it. I love the story of Anna. Not only did she get new shoes, she got a new heart. And everyone that receives Amen. shoes receives that opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus. And you don't just share the good news. Um, you are showing the good yeah, news. And they are receiving it. That, you know, And um, I just love that. And um, man, just bless you, Diane. I just love the ministry. I love all that God is doing in you and through you. And, and it's miraculous how many shoes have been provided. It's miraculous that people will, will walk miles and miles to get their first pair of shoes. And, you know, it's connected with kids being able to receive an education. I mean, you got kids receiving an education. You have people being discipled and raised up, receiving the gospel, responding to the gospel. That's what it's all about. And all that came from one moment inside a hut while standing on a missions trip in Ethiopia. That is powerful. So thank you so much, Diane, for, for sharing your story. Um, thank you. Yeah, before we wrap up today, would you be willing to pray for those that are watching, those that are listening, and maybe God has placed a vision in their heart and they don't really know what their next step is, or maybe they're stuck. Maybe somebody's watching, listening, and they're struggling with hearing the voice of God, how to recognize the voice of God. Can you just close us out by praying? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, just to share what you are doing. Lord, you are doing miraculous and mighty things across this earth. And right now, I just want to lift up each listener to you right now. Lord, I know that you are desiring to use your people and that if we're just willing to say yes, that you are 
so willing and able to open incredible doors before us. So I just pray for boldness, for courage, for those that have received an idea or a vision from you to just take that next step. And Lord, I just pray for those that are longing to be used in greater measure by you. Um, You are more than able to speak in so many different ways. And so I just pray that as even each listener just said, Lord, I open my heart. I'm willing to be used by you, that that is a request that you will honor. You're so faithful to order and direct our steps. So I just thank you for that. I pray your blessings over Chuck, all the ministries that he's involved in, his church and his family. I pray just your provision and your blessing over him. And Lord, I just pray that you'd be glorified through all of it. That's our greatest desire, Lord. These are just um, simple works that we do unto you. You don't need any of us. But Lord, we just pray that you would be glorified even just through the conversation that we just had. And it's in your mighty name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Diane. Well, real quick, before we sign off, why don't you tell people how they can learn more about Souls for Jesus? Absolutely. Our website is soulsforjesus.org. It's S-O-L-E-S. And then we are on all the social media venues as as the same, Souls for Jesus, S-O-L-E-S-F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S. If you want to give us a call, that's 888-817-SHOE. So 888-817-SHOE. And thanks so much for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you, Diane. Well, there you have it, guys. Go to the website, soulsforjesus.org. That's S-O-L-E-S, soulsforjesus.org. Find them on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Like their page. Check it out. Pray for the ministry and learn how you can get involved. I know at some point, our church, we're going to do a shoe campaign, and we're just going to do it. I I love this. That sounds great. I love it. All right, Diane. Well, thank you so much. Again, my, yeah, yeah, God bless you. My guest has been Diane Studer for our producer, Mike Sable. I'm Chuck Tate. We look forward to seeing you next week on 41 Strong. PeoriaLife.com.